What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the six. It's a six episode, right, Joe? I don't know. Oh, we made I it as far. I don't. I don't know. But I, I think this is the sixth episode of the Grub Club here. My name is Barry, your host, and I am here with my co-host. If she wants to introduce herself, hey y'all, it's Trey. Perfect. So, also before we get into the pod, there are a couple of disclaimers. The topic we're going to do today is kind of heavy, and I don't want y'all to look at us like, oh my God, like they know everything, which I mean, I kind of do, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a child. Disclaimer, neither does Trey, but we were children, and we have younger cousins and younger siblings, so we feel like we're in the middle between this topic. Also, another disclaimer... You didn't. You guys did not get a podcast from me last week because I had midterms. And I'm trying to keep my A in both of these classes. Period. You know, period. Four point Four point all year. So that's the goal, at least for me. So you didn't get them, but you don't get it this week. <laughs> so our topic today is: Is it ethical to lie to your kids? Mm. Mm. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> So I feel like the question is just so broad because you're bringing in, you know, of course, ethics. And then you're also bringing in a child, like child's innocence, basically. Um, So is it ethical to lie to your kids? I feel like once people hear that question, they're probably like, "Mm, yes. But what does that mean? Yeah. So we actually have a couple of topics just to like break it down because like I said, this question is very like strong willed. So if Trey wants to take it from here. Um, so basically like when it comes to lying to your kids in particular, a lot of parents do that as some sort of um protection of the real world like you know a parent's job is to literally feed their kids protect their kids make sure their kids go to school right Mm -hmm. so a part of that protection is trying to be kind of like that shield uh between them and what their world really is like because their reality within your home is something totally different within the reality uh is something totally different in comparison to the reality that is outside of their home in home everything is perfect everything flows the outside world is something totally different. So to keep that child innocent, you know, parents kind of have to do what they can to kind of, you know, not expose their kid too early to certain things. Um, I feel like once they hit a certain age, it's kind of... They have to see the world. Yeah, they kind of the have way. to because otherwise yeah. they're just going to grow up and just be like uh, too sheltered because you don't want your kid to be too sheltered. You know what I mean? Or just too soft. Yeah. Yeah. Too soft. Yeah, or not even because when you say soft, like like I'm a soft kid, like I'm, well, I'm emotional. You know what I mean? Well, but you I mean, don't. Yeah. You don't want them. You don't want them to grow up to be naive, and grow up to be super super gullible. Like you know, oh, it's all fairies and unicorns out here, and it really ain't. It's a dog yeah. eat dog world out here. Like, but when I say soft, I basically mean like passive. You're, or passive, yes, but like you're kind of sensitive to everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything just triggers you. And it's like, why? Yeah. Like, why do you feel the way you do? Um, Which I I mean, I wouldn't say like I grew up soft, but 
I mean, of course, you know, I had both. I I was raised in a two parent household. Yeah, same. Mom and dad. So I guess that's kind of where I would say like I didn't grow up soft because I had both parents. But I don't want to like overstep my boundary. But um, it also leads into like a false perfection in the household. Um, because it ties back to, you know, should you lie to your kids? My answer would be yes and no. Um, I say yes, you should lie to your kids because nine times out of 10, a child's comprehension, I feel like at a young, at a young age, um, they can't grasp certain things to where, you know, you're constantly having to dumb down something for them to understand, even though, you know, the topic may be, you know, not complex. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, just, like, say if, like, my mom and dad were in a fight, like, had a fight. And, of course, you know, you obviously hear them. But, I mean, because I grew up to where I would always ask my mom, like, if she did argue with my dad. Because usually they would argue, but they would instantly, like, bounce back. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing ever happened. But to me, it's like... So are you guys like not gonna like fix it? Yeah. I mean, even though you know they fixed they fixed it, but to me it's like, are you gonna, like not gonna fix it like more? Yeah. So it's kind of like, like is this making sense? Like, yeah. No, I get I get what you're saying. It's kind of like I know um, growing up, certain parents of like friends that I had, they never liked to argue in front of their kids because of that idea of like, okay, we argued in front of them, but are we gonna? Explain to explain them to why them. we're arguing. Exactly. Or like explain to them, um, you know, what's a what's a healthy way mm-hmm. of doing certain things. Because like, you know, an argument doesn't always have to be something negative. It can just simply be yeah. a disagreement. You know what I mean? Over something small. So, you know, a lot of parents, they handle things behind doors. And so it's like, you know, if you're kind of displaying one thing in front of us and then handling the rest and, behind. you know, behind it's, doors. It's kind of like you're cheating us. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're you're just showing us like that disagreement and it's like now we're just kind of like okay well this is normal like you know what i mean yeah like you know so i i get what you mean i, I definitely get what you mean as far as like um it kind of just being like a hushed topic yeah like it's uh, like i feel like if you're gonna argue in front of me i mean i understand that you know like i said the whole arguing part but i think it's important for a child to know that everything is okay after mm-hmm. the argument like it's just not this huge climax argument to where it's like oh i hate you you hate me okay silence yeah you know like no like you need to say like oh i'm sorry i feel this way because xyz exactly rather than okay we're just not gonna talk about it we're gonna deal with it another day because i feel like you're cheating the child because the child obviously is picking up what you're doing so they'll probably grow up to where it's like i'm gonna argue with my spouse I don't know any other coping skills like to bring down the to de-escalate the situation. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. the the situation's already you know at a hundred. How do I bring it back to like a one or a two? Yeah. So like like I said like I well not me because I I kind of knew my mom taught me, but I'm speaking as of if I didn't know how would I bring it down? Well, that's kind of like how it was with my parents, like to an extent. That's kind of how they were. It was like, you know, we might argue in front of the kids or it was really just me for a while. I was an only kid until I was like 10. And then my parents decided, oh, we're going to be disgusting and have two more children after (laughs) you. So I have a a 14-year-old sister and an 8-year-old brother and I'm 24. So the age difference is 
wow. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's always just been one of those things where, you know, she might overhear us. But when we get in front of her face, like, you know, we're just going to act like it's nothing. Like, we're just going to brush it off. And that's that false uh, perfection that you were talking about. It's the idea it is, of, like, we yeah. have to, like, we have to maintain, like, you know. Like this perfect We household. have to maintain the perfect household because, you know, growing up, I'm black. So, like, my mama was like, you can't go outside this house. Don't tell nobody my business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's like we have to uphold that that perfect black family or just that perfect family in general. And now as an adult, I've realized like, okay, you know, everything ain't always cool. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, you know, the way that y'all probably handled things, it could have been handled a lot better. You could have maybe talked about things more with me, talked about things more within yourselves. That way I could have grown up to be like, okay, like, you know, uh, to be more vocal, like how you said, like, okay, we're sorry that we argued in front of you. This is, you know, this not is ne- the reality. Yeah, this is the reality. Not, not, you know, everything kids don't need to know every single aspect yeah. of what's going on. But for the major things, you know, you tell them, like, this is why mommy and daddy had this, you know, discussion. This is why, you know, mommy feels like this, daddy feels like this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, together we work it out and we talk it through. You know what I mean? We just don't sweep it under the rug and act like nothing happened. Like, exactly. And it's just like that whole idea of just, like I said at the beginning, it's lying is literally just a protection mechanism. Like you just don't want to, you don't want to hurt your kids. Like I remember my mom literally telling me at like a young age, I want to say I was like nine. It was like right before my sister was born. My sister was born when I was 10. So it was like around like nine, 10 ish. Mm -hmm. And I remember her asking me like, oh, how would you feel if mommy and daddy weren't together anymore and like mommy and daddy broke up and I was just like well as long as y'all are happy then that's all I care about and she was just kind of like all right (laughs) like wasn't expecting that for my kid but it was like at a young age I kind of pieced together that you know the way they kind of talk to each other isn't necessarily like right like Mm -hmm. I could I kind of pieced together that I was being lied to like you know they were trying to sell me this uh idea of like a perfect home and we're a perfect family and it's like, but I can still hear y'all arguing, like, when I go to bed. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, at 2, a, at 2 a.m., y'all are waking me up because you're arguing or whatever the case is. Um, So I kind of pieced together at a young age. Like, you know, I, I knew why they were doing it. And I, I never really was mad at them for it. I was more so mad at them, not for lying to me, but more so lying to themselves. Like, don't, you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Just be honest. And I, I'll, I'll respect that more as I grow up. Mm-hmm. And even if it does hurt me, that's okay. That's that's just something that, you know, I'll just have to work I'll have to work through that, you know, as I get older. But it's just like you have to do what works for you, not for me. And for some parents, like I said, it's a, it's a protection thing. They don't want to hurt their kid. They don't want their kid to feel less than. They don't want their kid to feel unloved. So sometimes they put themselves in these positions where they're kind of forced to just lie. Or like you know, shelter their kids. And oh I, yeah. You know, I get it. It's necessary to an extent because kids are innocent. You know. Yeah, that also leads into another um subtopic. So we're gonna bring up. <laughs> we're in October, but this really happens in December. The topic of Santa. Well, first of all, you know, 
after September, it's literally Christmas. It, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure y'all can go into Big Lots right now or, or Hobby at Lobby home. or at home. They already and have I'm pretty Christmas sure, out. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the Halloween stuff is in the back. It's literally no Christmas. No like, <laughs> Nobody cares about spooky season. <laughs> it's such a travesty. But um, yeah, nah, let's get into it. So Santa, like, <laughs> what's up with this guy? I remember. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I was younger. I don't know if I was just off of it. Well, not like, you know, drugs or anything. Yeah, but no. Just, just, <laughs> no, just, just natural curiosity about the world around me. I remember asking my mom, like, very, very complex questions. Like, every time, like, it would come around, like, the Christmas time, I'm like, hmm. Because I knew what Santa – I didn't necessarily know what Santa was. I just knew that he was this fat guy well, come down your chimney. <laughs> and Break an enter into your home. And, like, eat your, eat your cookies, drink your milk, um, and leave presents under the tree. That's all I knew. And I just remember one year, I'm like, Mom, why doesn't he just leave the package, well, the gifts, at the front door? Mm. And she she couldn't necessarily answer me. She was like, I don't know. And then I thought to myself, what do you mean you don't know? Right. Like, this is your house. You, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no. Like, how don't you know someone's in your house? Like, this is your house. Not very being baby Dr. Phil. <laughs> 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 like, I think, where I think my questions were just so, like, out of the ordinary for my mom, like, to comprehend for herself. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I just had an Albert Einstein. Einstein, Einstein brain at first, but like I would ask like the very complex questions. Like I remember, this has nothing to do with this topic, but we're diving into my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was sitting on the couch. My mom will always ask me, she's like, what's going through your head? And I, you know, I had no point. There was no point in me lying to her. I remember, I remember exactly. I told her, I told her that life is unknown. We never know what's going to happen tomorrow. It's important that we don't go back to the past. It was something along the lines of that. Um, I, I remember saying that it was it would be scary, but also thrilling if we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, you can obviously plan your day, mm. but it's not really a guarantee that your day is going to go exactly how you planned it. Exactly. So I remember I remember the look on her face, and she was like, "All right, <laughs> okay." <laughs> she was like. I remember she just said okay and she just left. Like right. I feel like it was just too much for her. Like at six or seven, just like, why is my child like this? Right. Like what's going is he on? Broken? Like, like is he broken? <laughs> Honestly, no. But I, I turned out fine. Right. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm great, mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always like would ask these questions about sin. I'm like, how, for one, how don't you know he's in your house? You hear these noises. Well, no, the false you know, reality of it. But I'm like, how don't you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's someone in your house who's, they're making a ruckus, they're shaking the tree, their bulbs falling on the ground. Like, why don't you hear what I hear? Right. Um, I remember there was a year where, like, my siblings and I, like, we would make cookies, we would leave the milk, and we would, like, leave a note. It was like, if, I remember the note too, it would be, like, on this little, like, copy paper card, and we write, if you're real leave an X in the box says yes or no. Mm. <laughs> You're keeping the fantasy alive. Anywho, <laughs> so I think we would do that Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, you would come down 
And let me tell you how my parents did it. See, this is how I knew they tried to keep it alive. They would eat the cookies, right? So I, I, well, they told me how they would do it. They would get like a boot, like a Timberland boot, mm-hmm. and put chalk on the bottom of it. Mm. And they'll leave footprints throughout the house just so we can see where Santa was going. Um, I remember this one year they did it and the fridge was open. Mm-hmm. Well, I know they kind of snuck down and opened the fridge before we woke up. I mean, if you leave your fridge open the whole night, like, I don't know why you do that. Spoiled. Everything's spoiled. <laughs> um, then the milk was out and the glass was half drunk. And mm-hmm. there was a drank. You, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I know I what you mean. mean. So there was a note that was like, I got thirsty. I got more milk. <laughs> <laughs> and then the footprints, the footprints went back to um, the chimney. And then, of course, you know, there was gifts piled up under the tree. And all the cookies were gone. Mm-hmm. And then the note, like I said earlier, it had a yes on it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the footprints went back from the tree and up to, you know, the chimney. And even had, like, on the wall, almost, like, halfway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. And thinking oh, back way. on it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He is real. Like, thinking back on it, I'm like, hmm. They went through all this effort just to keep this dream alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, I feel like I'm going to do that for my future child, too. But that's a lot to go through. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That, that's, that's, that's a lot. I um, actually had a, um, I had a manager uh, a couple of years ago. And she has a kid that's around the same age as my brother. So he's like six, seven. And she never told him about Santa Claus. So when it comes to Christmas time, like he mm. knows, like, mommy got me these presents. Like, really? Yeah. So, but she always taught him, like, you know, um, some people believe, have different beliefs because she's also like not a religious person. So she always just teaches him, like, there are people that are, go- that are going to be different from you. And when they say these things, you know, you respect them. If you're curious about it, you ask questions. But, you know, you respect their decisions. And, you know, uh, she just basically raises him to be just super open-minded about just everything and accepting of everything. Um, And she's doing a really great job because her son is super, super awesome. But um, I found that to be really interesting because it's like, like you said, your parents literally did, like, respectfully, the absolute most, um, just to, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it they, they went, they went the extra, <laughs> but they went the extra mile just to, like, have that sort of, I guess, Feel like, imagination. yeah, to feed into that imagination and just have their, let their kids be kids. And I think that's another thing, like, with the whole Santa Claus thing, it's just the moment for your kids to be kids. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you have to explain to them, like, you know, mommy gets you this. But mommy didn't get you this this year, but, you know, next year I can do this. And da, da, da. It's like they, now they kind of like, it's kind of like you're aging them too fast into reality. Like, you know, the reality of mommy and daddy might not have it. Daddy might have lost his job. We might be short in income. You might just get socks this year. It's so funny that you bring this up because usually this is really like the mature um like TV shows, they don't show it on like obviously like ABC or like NBC mm-hmm. or anything. But on Netflix, there's this show called F is for Family. Is is that a, a animated show? It is. I've seen. I've, I I haven't seen it, but I've seen very, it. Very very funny. But there's this like one episode to where the dad he ends up losing his job. I think two days before Christmas, and this is back. This is like back in like the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think layaway was still a thing. I don't know if we do it now. I know afterpay is a thing now. Yes, but I don't the, know. If it's layaway the, it's was. the new wave layaway. <laughs> um, but yeah, he lost his job, and of course, you know, he couldn't tell his kids because he obviously didn't want to hurt them. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you guys need to grow up. Like everything out here is not what yeah. it seems to be, and obviously, you know, the wife. You know, 1980s wife. She's trying to play it cool, but at the same time, like, she's breaking down the entire time, trying to keep everyone together. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the episode, I I don't know what episode it was. I know it's season one, though. Um, Like, she's just going through it. Like, she's trying to plan a party, trying to keep the kids together, trying to keep the hope alive, but it's just not working. Yeah. Then, you know, a whole huge fight breaks out at the end. Mm. It's a really sad episode, but it's, it kind of, like, pushes that agenda to let your kids know, even, you know, at a young age. I think... They had three kids. I think one's in high school and two of them are in elementary. Um, but I feel like they kind of knew from the jump, like, okay, dad lost his job. Mm-hmm. You probably aren't going to get gifts, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I get. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like you should just tell your kids just straight up that, okay, thing. I feel like it's better coming from a parent than rather than their friend. Yeah. And I have a perfect example. So I remember when before we moved to the house we currently live in, um, I remember our house used to be exactly in front of the bus stop. So this was like back in like January. Well, not this past January, but you know, we're going back to my childhood again. Sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> back down memory. <laughs> so I remember being younger and it was like, because you know, after Christmas break, you go back in January. Yeah. So I remember we would all be out, you know, at the front, at the bus stop in the front. And, of course, you know, everyone's going to ask, oh, what'd you get for Christmas? What'd you get for Christmas? And I remember this one year, I was like, I just got socks, you know, underwear and, it, like, T-shirts and stuff. Mm. Um, and then I had another friend. He kind of lived, like, down the street, but not really. Um, he was like, oh, I got a whole new game system. I think it was, like, when Xbox. I mean, I know Xbox is already out, but I guess it was, mm-hmm. like, a different colorway. He was like, I got that. And I'm like... If Santa came mm-hmm. to both of our houses, why did he leave me socks and he left you a game system? Yeah. Even though I know I've been good all year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, hmm, does Santa hate me? Yeah. Like secretly, like what did I do wrong? So I kind of defined, I feel like at that that point moving forward, I kind of defined class to like just normal society. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of put two and two together because I feel like I was kind of in, I was in elementary school kind of going into middle school. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew that Santa wasn't real yeah. without my, you know, my parents telling me. Um, I mean, of course, you know, they still put up decorations and whatnot. But I think the older you get, it kind of doesn't feel like Christmas anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if the magic is just gone or you just see the world through whole new set of eyes as you get older like every day um but i've noticed at least for me when it's like around christmas time or like kind of like the end of november you know december 1st and blah 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 um it doesn't feel like christmas to me at all it just feels like Mm -hmm. oh it's just december yeah it's just cold it's just colder finals but you know for for us finals But um, for a child, it's like, oh, my God, all this magic, all this wonder, you know, all these Christmas specials. I mean, yeah, I could watch a Christmas special, but I don't feel anything anymore. Yeah. So hmm. it's kind of like, where do we draw the line between imagination and reality? Yeah. 
No, I was asking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're too deep. We're too deep in it. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. I got caught up in just listening at you. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, honestly. It was a lot to unpack, I know. Yeah, no. I, and my brain is just trying to process it. <laughs> Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm, sorry. I'm trying to, no, 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 I'm trying to take in what you're saying and, and process what I'm, what I'm going to respond with. But, um, yeah, exactly. Like I remember when I was like in the second or third grade, I had pieced together like you, you know, I was a fairly intelligent kid. And part of my problem was I was raised around a bunch of adults. I didn't have siblings, like I said, until I was 10. Mm-hmm. So there were just certain things that I kind of would pick up on that kind of, uh, aged me I was like a mature kid at a young age or whatever and like you I questioned everything I still question I everything I believe everything. nothing and question everything literally. I know I was like, <laughs> like to deal like, with it's like oh god don't bring like, him here he comes don't bring BJ don't bring him <laughs> he god. come with all these questions but no honestly like that's that's how I was like I was always that kid you know somebody did something I'm like why why are you doing that why yeah and my mom's like I'm like no but why that makes no sense um so at one point, I remember, I want to say we were in church because technically, from the Christian standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas is supposed to celebrate Jesus's birthday. Jesus wasn't even born on the 25th, to be honest. One, we also learned about St. Nick, who is actually the model person for Santa Claus. Um, so I kind of got that that idea from church, really. Where it was just like, you know, the whole reason for Christmas is not gifts. It's the love of Jesus and celebrate, you know, the Lord and blah, 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 blah. And from there, I was just like, okay, well, everything isn't exactly what it seems. So from just from listening to just going to church and just being told, like, you know, we're really here to celebrate this one thing. And I'm like, okay, so who is Santa? Where did he come from? Like, you know, like, I'm like, we're, like if, we're, if we're celebrating Jesus and, like, you know, little baby like, manger, I'm like, who is this fat man breaking and entering into my house? Like, and why isn't my daddy protecting me? Like, who is this stranger? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? And so it was like, it was one of those things where because I guess, I guess my religion was different from, like, the, the quote unquote pagan holiday or whatever, mm. you know, uh, the Americanized or Westernized, like, you know, view of things. It was, there was a difference there was a disconnect and it's like, all right. So I'm peeping this disconnect and now I'm going to ask questions. Cause I'm like, all right. So pastor Roy said, (laughs) 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 we're supposed to celebrate Jesus and you know, not a fat man (laughs) bringing me presents and the real gift is life. So what is this PlayStation for? Um, you know what I mean? So it, it was it was really that disconnect for me. And so from there, that's when I like I stepped aside and asked my my, you know, my youth pastor and was like, okay, so where did Santa Claus come from? And he was the one that actually told me like the whole story behind Saint Nick, who was actually like a um he was a a Christian bishop and he basically just went around just being a really dope person. Like he was just a really cool guy. Very generous, very sweet. There was actually a story where um, there was a father who had three daughters, mm. and he knew that they didn't really have much money, so he would literally break into their house, leave them money, and then and like like leave the house essentially. So it's that whole idea of coming in, dropping something, and, like secretly dropping something off, and then leaving or whatever. And from there, that's kind of like how the whole idea of Santa Claus was formed. So he told, so, so yeah, so essentially like I learned from church, the disconnect from like, you know, what I was told 
it was it was I was really taught two different things. And eventually I kind of was like, okay, this doesn't fit together. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, I'm being raised and I'm being told like, oh, Christmas, Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus and Jesus. And I'm like, where do the two fit in? Like, you know, that's why I'm just like, where did Jesus like, you know, where where is the connection? I, I It just didn't make sense to me. Does that make sense? So it's like I'm being told that Christmas is gifts and Santa Claus, but I'm also being told that it's a celebration of Christ. And it was just like, for me, that it was like, it didn't make sense. I was just like, I don't really understand. Like, what are we celebrating? Yeah, that's why it was more so like, what are we celebrating? And like, who is this? Who is Santa? Because like, I knew who Jesus was because like I said, I grew up Christian. Mm-hmm. But it was like, Jesus, okay, that makes sense. Santa makes no sense. I was like, it doesn't make sense. You know, and, and this is at a, like a second, third grade. I'm like, it makes no sense. Like, I'm like, okay, let's think about traffic. It takes us 20 minutes to get to Douglasville <laughs> from my house. You know what I mean? 20 minutes to get... You know, from Villarica to Douglasville. All right. It takes us 45 minutes to get from Villarica to Atlanta. So how are you going all over the world (laughs) in the matter of a night? So it was just one of those things where I just kind of started to piece certain things together. And like I said, I heard the St. Nick story. Then I heard the St. Nick story again, like as I got older. And Mm -hmm. uh, I guess they kind of was like, Santa isn't real. Like, you know, like we kind of talked about it a little bit in history around like Christmas time. And then we watched the Polar Express. And that movie's such a classic. I know. Like, mm, chef kisses. But it was just like one of those things, like as we kind of grew up, we just kind of unlearned, like subconsciously, like we just unlearned. And like it was more so of like the. All right, cool. Like, like you said, like you know, you were in the fifth grade. You kind of already knew, mm-hmm. or whatever. You just kind of accepted, like, okay, maybe this this guy is a phony. Like, maybe yeah. he's like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Like, as you get older, like you said, you start to you look just at gotta things. See. You look at things yeah. differently because it's like you're exposed to more. So it's like you know, like I said, third, second, third grade. I'm asking questions. By the fifth or sixth grade, I'm like, well, I now I got know. my answers. So like, yeah. this this makes sense. Like and then obviously I felt like in January, like right after Christmas break at the bus stop. What else are you gonna talk about? Right. Like what else is there? Like oh, I slept all weekend. Right. I open gifts. This is what I got. What what else could we possibly have talked about? You exactly. know what I mean? Like uh. So. Sure. But I really think like, I feel like, and that also ties into a kid's comprehension, like we said. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ties into like. Just as you age, your comprehension level changes, of course. Of course. Because you're, um, what's the word? What is the word? What is the word? God, I lost the word. But basically, the things that are within your, ugh, I forgot the word. But basically, the things, <laughs> I, like, I can't, I can't. My mind is just done for the day, and it's only... Two o'clock, three o'clock. Three o'clock. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mentally over it already. <laughs> um, but basically, like, your field of view changes because you're older now. So oh, the yeah. same things that you did in the second grade are not going to be the same things you did in the third grade. Same friends that you had in the second grade might not be the same thing. Oh, yeah. Same friends that you had in the third grade. You know, you start to change physically. Like, you know, we're starting. Some of us are starting puberty or going into that, you know, area. Like, you know, hey. Um but it's like things start to change so naturally. It's just like a shift from just bubblegum, you know, bubblegum and unicorns to <laughs> not bubblegum and unicorns. Yeah, to just like you know, oh, okay, this makes this sense. Is the real world, you know, you know what I mean. That's yeah. the, and, and I think like that that whole kids' comprehension and like 
when to separate imaginary from reality, reality that all coincides together. Because it's like for some kids, you kind of have to break that to them earlier because their comprehension is just more vast than other ones. Like, you know what I mean? Like they just have a better understanding of just kind of what's going on. Either it's because they're just super, super mature. They might be like like me. I was raised around a bunch of adults or they just might be naturally inquisitive like you. You know what I mean? So our comprehension levels um, might just be different from quote unquote average kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, our imagination to reality, like, you know, line kind of broke a little bit early on. Like, and it's like, okay, cool. Fifth grade, we like, oh, the world, it's crap. <laughs> Welcome <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> Basically. Because um, for a kid's comprehension, because I have a cousin, he's six. Mm-hmm. And I remember a weekend I had stayed with them. And we were watching his favorite show on Netflix, which is Ninjago. And he's just, me and him, we're just on the couch watching it. And, you know, I'm following along, but I'm looking at him. I'm like, looking at him. And mm-hmm. I'm like, do you even understand, like, what's going on? And, of course, you know, I popped the question. I'm like, hey, um, T, do you know what's going on, you know, in this scene? He said, oh, yeah, the bad guy is fighting the good guy. And I said, why? Mm. He said, because they have to fight. But I said, I said like, why again? Like, yeah. I felt like his mind couldn't understand, like, why I'm asking him this question. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, because we were on season three. I don't know what episode it was. But I'm like, this far in the show, like, you have to know, like, why they are fighting. Yeah. But he he just couldn't, like, understand why they were fighting. So, of course, you know, knowing him, he went back to the first episode. And he said, we're going to find out together. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> so we watched the entire first season. After the first season was over, I was like, so now can you tell me why they are fighting? He's And he even defined it, too. Mm. So I'm like, oh, God. I think I'm training his brain like a little bit too much. Well, no, not even that. I think some kids like kids just have really short attention spans. So he was conscious of enough and his little mind could hold enough capacity to know they're fighting. Now, could he probably remember exactly why they were fighting? No, no but he could tell no. you like, you know, they're fighting and they have to. Like, it's not something that, you know, they want to do. They just kind of have to yeah. or whatever. And just kind of with that refresher, it's like, oh, yeah. They're fighting for this, 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 this. That's this. what he did. You like, know what Whoa. I mean? But kids are a lot smarter than what, what we think people they are. give them. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I worked at a daycare. And if y'all hear this, Miss Niece loves you dearly. Um, but uh they amazed me at just how emotionally aware they were. Like, they question everything. In the, and I'm talking, like, kids, like, three, four years old. Like, really, like, f- yeah, three and a half to four and a half is the the group that I mainly uh, work with. But their ability to just think sometimes, it's, and it was, like, sometimes they didn't even, I don't even think they realized, like, the question that they asked, like, how complex that question was for someone their age. Like, I remember one of my kids coming up to me, and <laughs> she was like, Miss Niece, I'm sad. And I'm like, why are you sad, babe? And she's like, well, you know, Callie doesn't want to play with me. And she broke it my heart, Miss Nee. She said she didn't want to play with me. And now I feel sad and I feel alone. <laughs> and I was like, 
okay, I wasn't expecting you to break it down like that. <laughs> but then I had to ask Callie, and I, I asked Callie, I was like, okay, Callie, I said, you know, you hurt Michaela's feelings. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Why? I was like, why don't you want to play? I said, you can't just tell her no, I don't want to play, and not give her an explanation. There has to be a reason. I was like, you got to. I was like, explain it to her. I was like, if you don't really feel like playing, just tell her, like you know, Michaela, I don't want to play right now. Can I play with you later? And she was like. But Miss Niece, I did say that. I told Michaela my stomach hurt, and I'm gonna play with her after I go to the bathroom. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> well. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Michaela. I'm like, Michaela. She was like, oh yeah, she did say that. And I was like, okay. I was like, so Callie, please go to the bathroom because um, we're outside, and I don't need you to pee on yourself. Why is and this so funny? Michaela, like, relax and please stop crying. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's just it. It was just like. To her. It to was, her, that meant it, the world. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, but I also didn't expect her to have, like, that deep of an emotion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for her to say, like, I feel lonely. You got a class full of 20-something kids that you can go play with. But because your best friend and the person that you're the closest with says, I don't want to play with you, it's like, I, mean, I, can, I feel. I can understand it. You know what I, I mean? Understand like, it, and yeah. I understand that, but it was like something as an adult I understand. I didn't think, like, you know, you see a kid and you're like, oh, they'll just brush it off. And it was like, no, she was really crying. Like, she was really like. Was she crying? Like, oh, tears? Balling. <laughs> balling. No, no. I'm talking like <laughs> Niagara Falls in the face. And that's why, that's why I called her over there and I was like, baby, what's wrong? Because she was like, Miss Niece, I'm sad. I was like, all right. I was like, this is a lot for me to unpack. Um, Let's reel it back in. Let's try to calm ourselves down and let's just talk through the emotion and, you know, let's ask questions because I am just as lost as you are. Um, But it was just the fact that she could articulate herself so well and tell me exactly, like, you know. What she's feeling. What she's feeling. That's crazy. And, like, oftentimes kids just kind of get, like, brushed off because they're kids and people like myself, like, you know, we're trained to think, like, oh, they're just a kid. They don't know. Like, no, they have have feelings. They have thoughts. You know, they're a lot more complex than what we give them. so with that just being in mind, like their comprehension for some, uh, it's a lot deeper than what we think. And some will connect questions, or, you know, that will connect the dots. They will ask questions and they're going to keep asking those questions until they feel satisfied. Now, will they always remember the answer? Probably not. They'll probably ask you again in the next 15 minutes. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's the fact that they ask those questions. I have an eight-year-old brother. He asks me stuff all the time. He's literally like a stalker, always on my phone. Um and he'll, he'll just ask me, like, you know, why does this happen? And I'm like, well, buddy, you know. And I have to kind of, like, I have to dumb it down, but not not dumb it down in the sense of where I don't think he's um, smart enough to understand. But I have to make it, I have to give him the kitty version of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the kids' bop version. You have the radio hit, and then you have the kids' bop version. Uh, the kids' <laughs> the kids bop version is it's just easier to digest for them because it's not always so, like, rugged you know what i mean like it's kind of like it's funny you bring that up um it's kind of like those parents that won't let won't let their kids listen to like heavy like cursing and rap music mm-hmm. but of course you know they're probably like well it's not his time you know he'll grow up and listen to him on his you know on his own time but when he's with me and i'm raising him i don't want him listening to that yeah it's like mm. Like I, I get it, I get it. You I obviously it. don't want your child to, you know, be swearing in daycare, and it's like, oh my god, where did he hear this from? Yeah. So, but at the same time, like you gotta realize, these kids, they are literally many versions of us. Like, like I had a kid at the age of like ten 
tell me that another kid, and he was like, excuse, he was a country kid. I love him so much. But we called him Billy Ray, and he was like, Miss Niece, excuse my French, but that that teacher right there, she's a B word. And I was like, and I just looked at him. I was like, <laughs> Billy Ray, you not lying. I was like, you're not lying. Billy. I was like, but we're going to have to find a better way to describe her. I was like, you know, but it was just the fact that like he's 10. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's and he swore in front of me at the time. I was only like 18, 19. I wasn't I didn't really care because I was like, man, I'm I'm not even that much older than y'all. Like y'all are 10, 11. I'm 18. Like I we're can't, still on the same boat. Like we're pretty much in the same boat. Like I can't get mad at you for swearing in front of me. But it's like you're kids are gonna swear you know what i mean like they're yeah. gonna hear it elsewhere you curse in middle school too all the time exactly these high school even. high school oh, some of these God. kids was in elementary school just cussing on the like, bus like, thank oh my you God. like it was just the fun thing to do like it was just <laughs> the new pair of light-up sketches just <laughs> just have it just, just have it ready right <laughs> just have it ready at any given moment like <laughs> <laughs> like just like okay so cool funny. go crazy go stupid but <laughs> um yeah no i think that's like i like we mentioned earlier it's just that whole idea of just parents trying to protect their kids but even when you said like with um i think it was santa claus mm-hmm. like you'd rather hear it from in your home rather than than the outside oh, world because course, then yeah. at that point you're allowing the outside world to raise your kid more than you are and then at that point you literally have no control which i mean you kind of don't have control over your kids anyways they're kind of gonna but now their thought process you know is mixed. but their thought process is mixed and it's like what you kind of what you kind of want to train them and like raise them you're not doing that you're letting other people and outside sources do that for you and now it's like a problem because it's like, where did you learn this from? No, I have to deal with it rather than I could have introduced this topic to you yeah, and, and we could have went through it together. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I was like, oh, I got to deal with this. Oh. But, oh, and it's actually funny that you say that because I remember um, growing up, my, my grandma had my mom at like 17, right? Uh-huh. And um, I remember my grandma telling me that uh, – she thought that babies were from babies came from a stork, I believe is what kind of bird it is. Um, so when she got pregnant at 17, like she didn't even at the age of 17, she didn't really quite understand like, you know, oh, I got pregnant because, you know, I had sex. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was it was it was that falsehood of just like, oh, the baby comes from the stork and da da da. da. So she didn't think her actions were going to get her pregnant. It was just the baby comes from the bird. You know what I mean? So it's like you're lying. <laughs> I oh my god! Like you know my, what I mean? This leads back to my childhood. I would always ask my mom. I'm like, where do babies come from? She would always be like, um, because I, I, you know how like when a parent is thinking on their feet, mm-hmm. she would always do that. And I'm like, I feel like this question because I feel like the questions to me when I was younger weren't hard. Mm. I just thought they were just normal questions. Yeah, and I'm, I will always remember this. I'm like, where do babies come from? She was like, oh, Storks brought them. But at the time, our neighbor was, I knew she, because I, I, I would always look at her stomach. Mm. And I would always ask me, like, what's in your stomach? She'd always say, a baby. And it's like, so. So I'm like, wait. So hold on. So. I'm being lied to. Hmm. So hold you up. have the baby. Right. But where does the stork come? So when the baby's born, do you give the stork the baby and the baby just brings it back the next day? Right. So I'm like, Wait. <laughs> Hmm. Not you having a return and I remember, policy. I remember telling my mom that she was like, well, <laughs> I guess we have to have the talk. Right. <laughs> it's like, what else do you do? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's just one of those things. Um, like you said, it just comes with just as you get older, like as you're exposed to more things, it's like at some point 
you have to have that honest conversation with your kid. And like, I know even when I worked at the daycare, like there were certain parents, like they raised their kids. Um, I know like for me, I couldn't say my butt when I was younger. Like I couldn't refer to my butt as my butt. It was my tea, honey. Like, you know, it was like little pet names, you know, for different body parts. And I know my, my grandma, my dad's mom. Well, this is so country. The, I don't even know if this is a word. I thought this is a word she made up. She would call it a doot. A doot? Like a doot. A D-O-O-T. Like you need to wash your doot. Oh, yeah. See, I ain't never heard of that. <laughs> but, but like, look at, look at, look at our, look at our parents just making up a stuff. Doot. Like, it's, it, like, to this day, it is so funny. Because it's like, why can't you just say the word? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just, just be a, uh, what's but it the was word? so funny. She was uh, so funny. A doot. Be po- politically correct or a- atomical, whatever the word is. Uh, when it refers to your anatomy, like I just had a bunch of parents that were just like, nah, it's not that, it's this. You know what I mean? And for some, and for some like teachers, when they say like, oh, Miss Miss Niece, my, you know, this hurts or this hurts. And it's like, whoa, Ooh. you know, like for, for some, for some people, it's like, that's kind of a lot for you to take in because it's like you expect that child to like not say those kind of things you know what I mean because then it's like oh they're too grown or you're exposing them to too much and it's like no I'm teaching them their proper anatomy like you know or I had one kid who like uh the girl who I was telling you about like off air uh with the sand her her mom her mom her mom (laughs) breastfed and so when they would play house and and you know uh in the little sections like we would break them up into sections some would do like little math things some would play house some would do this some would do that um and so every time she would go to house she would get the babies and she would hold the baby up to her breast and for some kids they're like you know what are you doing doing and it's like what are you doing she's like i'm giving the baby milk and they're like no the milk is in the refrigerator Mm -hmm. and she's just like no the milk is in the mom's breast and i'm like i'm like oh it's in the fridge oh (laughs) and then they're like miss niece what are breasts and i'm like oh no no i was like i wasn't ready to have this conversation with y'all i don't even think i should be like it's appropriate for me to have this conversation with y'all but it's just you know what i mean like it was so much for me to take in. It was so much for me to take in because it was just like it was something that, like I said, as kids, you know, we're sheltered and told to like call the things like, like, oh, man, they're like, the milk is in the fridge. And I'm like, she's like, no, the milk is in the breast. And I'm like, all right. Oh, oh all right. I was like, thank you for opening up that can of worms that I now have to explain. So now I have to tell every parent. Now I have to deal with this. <laughs> right. So now I have to tell parents like, all right, um, if your kid comes home asking about breasts, this is why. This is why. It is that nothing. Is so funny. There's nothing sexually going on here. I'm. They just were told that milk is no longer in the fridge. It is also in your breast. So this is where the conversation starts. Um, but, you know, for some parents, they'd rather just shelter them because they don't want to grow. They don't want them to grow up like too sexual, uh, sexualized or anything oh, like yeah. that. But, but it's just like, is that really a bad thing, though, for them to know, like, proper names? I feel like it's a safety thing because, like, if, you know, she goes to Joe Blow's house and, like, you know, she goes to school and she's like, oh, Joe Blow's dad touched me on my tea, honey. And it's like, what the heck is that? Like, you know what I mean? I, I For me personally, like, when if and when if I'm blessed enough to have kids and fortunate enough to have kids, like, I'm like, there's going to be certain things that I just I can't tiptoe around like this is the reality you know what i mean now of course i'm not going to give you the the dirty facts of course but excuse me i keep burping um of course i'm not going to give you the dirty facts and everything like that but it's just like i'm going to need you to have some sort of like you can't be 
too innocent. Because I feel like some parents that lie too much to their kids, they're just they're just sheltering them. Yeah. And now they're just now they're just growing up just lost and not really understanding like what this world is. So like when they do grow up, it's like you're throwing them out to the wolves and it's like, oh, this is reality. Like hopefully you can figure it out. And hopefully you can figure it out at the age of 18, 19. Like hopefully, like, you know, for 18 years, this is how you've been conditioned. <laughs> like <laughs> now, now I need you to unlearn everything that I yeah. just taught you. If you have questions, you can still come to me. And if you have questions, you can come to me. Yeah. I still might lie. But <sighs> I don't understand that. You know. But hopefully, you know, as we're just getting older, like I said, we're realizing certain things. And there's just certain things that our parents probably taught you know, or lied to us about or did certain things. We'll just go about them better in the future. I know there are certain things that I did that my parents probably told me about, not necessarily bad things, but it's just like it's a teachable moment. Like, you know, okay, well, maybe I should go about it this way instead of this way. Or maybe I should talk to them earlier on about this instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. waiting until they're 15, 16 when I could have just nipped it in the bud. When I could have just nipped it in the bud, exactly. like, you know, years ago, whatever the case is. Um, so, I mean, to answer the overall question of the podcast, I think lying to your kids is okay within certain parameters. Um, just don't lie to them about important stuff. Like, when it comes to the important stuff, as far as, like, your mental health, your, you know, uh, relationships, like how to communicate with them, how to effectively have like relationships and you know just relation like relationships period how to talk to people and things like that what you like how to be able to communicate your emotions those kind of things be 100% honest just with being them. a human being yeah just being a human being like it's okay for you to feel some kind of way it's okay for you to speak on how you feel you shouldn't have to lie to save face for someone else or you mm-hmm. know what I mean like you know it's just certain things that I just realized like my parents either told me you know you can't say that to people and it's like well I'm not saying it to hurt their feelings but they have it's, to know. They have to know. Yeah. Like we walking out the house looking a hot mess. Some it's either it's coming from better coming from my mm-hmm. mom rather than someone else. Exactly. It's where it's like when I'm looking at mom, it's like, well, you knew, right? Why didn't you just tell me? Like, girl, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I had now, that piece of spinach <laughs> in my teeth, and now I'm out here looking crazy now as I hate a mug. You for like Thirty minutes, now. right? <laughs> I'm just mad now, at you. No, I'm just you mad at me. you and the world because you there ain't nobody told me. I'm just walking around here just looking crazy. Or whatever. So <laughs> I think it is necessary to an extent. I, right? I, after this discussion, I, I totally... At first I didn't, but now I kind of see why parents, quote unquote, lie. lie well, lie. Air, air. What's air quotations? I'll yeah. say air hashtags. Lord help me. Screw me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see why now. So um, like I said, we don't have kids when we used to be kids. Um, I'm, hopefully this what we talked about makes sense. Yeah. So I think it'll help other people our age and maybe a few younger people in the audience yeah. understand why our parents do certain things. They're not trying to hurt us. They they're really just, love they're us. They're doing the best they can. They're literally doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. Yeah. So thank your parents, even though they did lie to us about Santa Claus. Be grateful that they, you know, were able to do whatever they did do or did not do. Hey, you know, to each us on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know... uh, just be grateful that you even have parents and a family to do that with, you know? Yeah. I think that's what it really boils down to, just protecting your loved ones, being there type type deal. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, I think I'm going to see my audience in the next episode. So y'all can stop listening now. Bye. Bye. Later, Gators. <laughs>